swing on down to Ricky's place Where the girls are refined and the men have good taste A subtle joke, a touch of class Bought in a tall martini glass Let's swing on down to Ricky's, down to Ricky's place Welcome to Rick's Martini Bar. This is Jerry McCarty here, as usual, with the lovely Kelly Maroney, who I just startled. Hello, Kelly. Hello, Jerry. How are you? <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you for being here. And I'm excited because today we've got a special guest, the great Barry Livingston, who has a career in Hollywood that just has a career. <laughs> oh, thanks for being here, Barry, by the way. And I guess before we get started, let's get some plugs in. You got some stuff coming up too, right? Uh, well, in, uh, if you're uh, in the LA area or you want to fly in this Saturday, May 9th, I'm going to be at the Pickwick Entertainment Center uh, for the Rick Nelson 75th birthday party bash. Awesome. Uh, it's going to be fun. A lot of other artists are going to play, and I'm going to uh, do a few songs. One of them being Hello, Mary Lou. Oh, really? Good. One of my favorite songs, so I get to do one of Rick's classics. And uh, you knew Rick Nelson, too, right? I absolutely did, yes. I was on the Ozzy and Harriet show when I was a kid for uh, three years and did about 15 episodes. That's great. My very first guest star billing was was on the Nelsons. Yeah. And if people want to follow you on social media, how can they follow you, get a hold of you, see what's going on in your life? I assume it's Facebook is probably the the best place to go. I follow you on Facebook and uh, or and always positive comments. Always see what's going on. You say if you've just got something coming out or whatever. And uh, keep track of what you're doing. Yeah. Do you, are you on Twitter? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I, I have one. Simple. In fact, I have a Twitter account, and my son brought it to my attention because I started it, and I didn't really follow it up, and I looked for somebody that I knew, and it was a friend of mine, Paul Rubens, Pee Wee Herman, oh, and my right. son said, it looks kind of odd because it says the only person you're following is Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> maybe I Maybe I'd add a couple more. <laughs> that is great. And then your book, The Importance of being Ernie. The importance that, right? of being Ernie is still available Amazon.com or through the uh, KensingtonBooks.com, which is the publisher. Um, I think even BarnesandNoble.com you can get them. Great. Well, we, we talked about this. Uh, you, your start of your career with uh, um, Ozzy and Harriet, but that spanned movies. It spanned the social network, and uh, I just saw you in Jersey Boys. So you've you've worked with everyone from. Jerry Lewis to Jesse Eisenberg, right? So. <laughs> it's, a big, it's a big span. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody still asks about Fred McMurray after all this time. Right? Oh, yeah. Jim Wynarski wanted to know about Fred McMurray. Right. He, he left a message on, on Facebook. Like as if he doesn't know now by now about Fred McMurray. Oh, you yeah. got to tell the working schedule of, of Fred, which everyone in Hollywood envies, right? Well, Fred was uh, a big star when he came to My Three Sons, and he was... Um, you know, he had just come off of the big hits at Disney, uh, you know, Absent Mind Professor and Shaggy Dog. And, of course, he was a major star in the 30s and 40s doing the Double Indemnity, yeah. K-Mutiny, The Apartment. Big, big star. So they accommodated him uh, when they pitched him the series that they said, well, work around your schedule. You won't have to come in and work 16-hour days, which, in fact, he had actually played golf with Robert Young, who was doing Father Knows Best, yeah, and he's yeah. Fred, you never want to do a television series, because <laughs> you're never going to have a life, you're never going to see your family. Mm-hmm. He said, "It's you're at the studio, five days a week, 14, 15-hour days. So they said to Fred, 
You know, we'll we'll shoot all of your scenes at once. We'll shoot from wow. all the episodes. You know, you will come in maybe for a five, six weeks stretch. We'll do every scene that you're in and only your close-ups. <laughs> and we'll skip everybody else's close-ups just to save time. So that's the way they shot. Uh, and then when Fred left to go whatever he was going to do, probably just go fish and play golf, we would go back and do the matching close-ups for for scenes that he'd already shot, the master in his close-up. Right. We would do it, and somebody offstage, dialogue coach, would be reading his lines. And, you know, the magic of editing, it would all come together and look like we did it. a broom or something. I, I always think of, you know, leaving these poor kids to act all by themselves with a piece of tape. And your brother, uh, Stanley Livingston, was on, and he tells he was telling us about, well, first I put pajamas on, and I'd be having breakfast. And then mm. <laughs> they used to tell us where to look. And yeah, he said we'd eat, like, three times. Well, they would. They would, at the end of the season, the shooting year, he would come back for maybe two or three weeks because there was loose ends always to tie up. But they would then, you know, they'd have all the kitchen scenes or all the bedroom scenes that they'd missed, your close-up. And, you know, you would sit there for a day or two and do nothing but eat pancakes and steak. Because they would just go from one missed close-up to the next one to the next one and never move the camera, you know. Wow. It would always, on the call, she would say one-eighth of a page. Because for the camera, that's they didn't have to do anything. But yeah. you'd go back and look and it would be like a five-page scene of dialogue maybe that you did. You know, yeah. six months before, you know, it could be it could be sixty pages in one day that you yeah. sort of knew it because you had done it once, but you had to go back and do it again. And as a young actor, did you did it seem weird, or was it just the way things were? Just just the way it was. <laughs> With great training, nothing will ever phase you ever again. No, I you know that was a you know you have to use your imagination. I guess that that is a great training for an actor. Cause hey Barry, we are at, up to our first commercial, so we're going to take a short commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to hear about more of the things in Barry Livingston's career when we return at Rick's Martini Bar. Let's swing on down to Ricky's place. The girls are refined and the men have good taste. Welcome back. We're here at Rick's Martini Bar. I'm here with Jerry McCarty. I'm Kelly Maroney, and today our guest is Barry Livingston. And we were just talking about my three sons and shooting um, close-ups months after the fact. Months, right? It would be sometimes months, yeah. Maybe half a year later you'd go back. What what I was remembering, you know, sitting as a kid at home in Minnesota watching those shows, I never would have dreamt. I never noticed a thing. You know, the only things that would change sometimes, and of course you'd really have to look closely, is that we were kids, so you could shoot something in January, and you'd go back and shoot it in October. You're you're two inches taller, or five pounds heavier, or your hair was slightly different from when they shot it originally in a master in your close-up. Especially you, because you grew quite a bit on that show. Uh, I never really grew at all, ever. (laughs) But no, I, 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 you know, I could see, I could see definitely uh, occasionally, and there would be certain little things like sometimes you you know the the collar buttons <laughs> in a close up would be buttoned, but when you look at the master shot, they were unbuttoned. Uh, yeah. Just little things would slip by. I have a I have a question. I just thought of it from my three sons. Is did did you because your character was so good? You would always come in and give a little comic relief or a little. You were you were you through that whole span that you were on that show. To what ages were you on that show from? Ten to eighteen. Ten to eighteen. Wow. And, uh, well, adolescence. 
Pretty good, good, pretty good chunk of it, yeah. So you, you've had to see the the Jim Carrey stand-up where he does an impersonation. I did. You, in right? fact, the first person, the first time I ever saw Jim Carrey was before he was famous. Somebody brought me a VHS tape of him on stage doing yeah. his comedy routine at a club somewhere, and he did all of the characters for My Three Sons. Yeah, and you and, were the you were the punch. You were it. You were the you were the well, big applause at the end. Here's even something more interesting. After the fact, after he had already done you know Ace Ventura movies and The Mask, he yeah. was shooting Cable Guy. And if you watch the movie Cable Guy, which is actually one of my favorite movies, and we were already contacted. They said, we want to use some of the footage in the background, one of the TVs. His character's name is Ernie Douglas, but, but everyone calls him Chip. <laughs> so he had, and apparently, according to Judd Apatow, who wrote it, we talked to uh, at the, the premiere, he said Jim is, was mad about my three sons. He oh, just loved yeah. that. And I said, well, strangely enough, I saw him before he was famous when he was doing he was a stand up routine. So it made sense to me that he inserted that into Campbell Guy. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Hey, um, another thing that I have, you were talking about movies and, and great movies. Social Network, I gotta tell you, one of the best movies. It's one of those movies that the when I go back and watch it again, that is a really good movie. It's better than Plan Nine from Outer Space. <laughs> uh, it's a good, good movie. David Fincher is uh, is a great director and uh, terrific to work with. And I've I've had an opportunity to work with him four times. So um, oh, four times. What, what, uh, Zodiac. I was in the film oh, Zodiac. Yeah. Uh, and I've done I a couple commercials with him. Actually, I met him during a Heineken Super Bowl spot. Really? Uh, and that was the first time I got to work with him. And, yeah. I didn't realize he did commercials. That's fascinating. He started wow. in commercials. I didn't know that. And you'd be shocked at how many uh, great directors work in, yeah. in, in commercials because it's a fast payday. They're great. They right. put together great visual things. But Fincher, uh, I don't know if he does any more, but certainly, you know, he, uh, when he was doing Zodiac, and he'd already was a, a major player when I did the spot with him, and he uh, he did an Orville Redenbacher commercial. That was the other one that I did. I thought, what? You're doing a popcorn commercial, and you just got nominated for an Oscar last year? Uh, crazy. got to eat, you know? More than popcorn, too. One of the people who, this, it's, it's such a standout, you constantly work. You're, you're doing everything. And I'm sure people want to know what the secret is to your longevity, how you can, you know, some people get known for one thing and that's it, but you are busier than ever now. What do you think I, you know, yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, I'm not trying to be falsely, uh, you know, with modest. I have talent. You know? I said it. You uh, didn't say it. I know. I, and I've worked at it. And I, I went and studied and went to New York and worked on Broadway and off-Broadway. And But, you know, that doesn't guarantee a career. Nothing guarantees a career in this town. And uh, I, I just am very – I have a lot of perseverance and, and a lot of belief in myself, even when I was being told by some other child actors – you know, that it's a raw deal, that, you know, you're never going to work in this town again. The town will never accept you. And I just went, I, I just don't get that. I don't understand why. Right. And uh, I just thought, you know, that I can prove myself. And it, it probably was a point of pride to me that I was going to prove yep. to myself and other people that I yep. that I could succeed. And, and, you, and you must be a pretty nice guy. That people want to work with you, that you, you, you do your job. Right? I do my job. I try not to step on, you know, anybody else's toes or bump into the furniture and, and deliver. And I like to come, you know, with both guns loaded. Mm -hmm. When I come to work, I try to be as, as prepared, as small, a small role or big role. Um, I think it's just important to do that. And I, and I, you know, I kick myself at the end of the day if I don't 
somehow fulfill something I wanted to achieve. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have a hunger for it still. I still, some people just are exhausted by the chase mm-hmm. of the business. And I, I still enjoy it. I still get up for auditions and yeah. I still drive halfway to Timbuktu and back <laughs> or something. And I go, I don't know. I, I don't mind it. It's a real thing. Well, thanks. Now, you, wrote, you wrote a book called The Importance of Being Ernie. And I'm sure that you get, uh, it's a lifetime of being asked the same questions over and over and over again. And so you wrote this book where all these <laughs> questions would be answered. And yet here, it, and that was in 2011. And here it is mm. in 2015. And I'm still asking you those same questions. <laughs> <laughs> you're, no, you're asking a couple new ones because there's <laughs> some new social network. Actually, I think I just had finished the social network when I wrote the book. Oh, okay. Yeah. You just did something uh, last week. You couldn't do the show because you were shooting uh, something. Yeah, I was shooting uh, a new film called uh, the, uh, the Arms and the Dudes cool. with... Uh, Todd Phillips, who's the director of Old School and all the Hangover movies, due date, so he's known for comedy, mm-hmm. and uh, working with Jonah Hill and, and Miles Teller, who was in Whiplash, the boy was in that. Um, so yes, yes, that'll be out that next year, great. hopefully. I, you know, I do what I do. I'm playing an army bureaucrat <laughs> uh, and kind of a hard ass, and uh, giving Jonah and Miles a little bit of guff. Uh, so I, you know, it was a great shoot, a lot of fun. Great, funny. We're up to another commercial, so we're going to take another break, and we'll be back with one more segment with the great Barry Livingston when we return at Rick's Martini Bar. Let's swing on down to Ricky's place, where the girls are refined and the men have good taste. And we're back at Rick's Martini Bar with Barry Livingston. I'm Kelly Maroney. I'm here with Jerry McCarty. And we're talking about longevity as an actor and how the business has... I wanted to ask you how the business has changed since you were your first job. And, and because you're, you're still smoking after all this time. <laughs> what have the changes been with the uh, Internet? You know, well, the, the actual two things. The process is pretty much the same. You show up in the morning, you get your makeup and wardrobe, you go in front of a camera, you shoot your scene, and that, that part of it has been that way since the beginning. The actual business end of it, uh, obviously the internet has changed uh, a lot of how it's distributed, but in terms of what I have to do sometimes, I have to self-tape mm. my auditions, and so I have to be somewhat tech-savvy, <laughs> which I can't say that's my forte, because I'm an actor. You shouldn't have to be like a, you know an internet ISP specialist to, to get a job in this town, but that is becoming more and more important, and uh, certainly I guess it's it's important to have a presence on, on Facebook, at the very least, you know, Twitter, mm. Instagram. I mean, I know all these things exist. I probably don't use them as much as I, I probably could or should. I don't know if that would be of any more help to me or not. But, uh, but you know, that that part of it is the the big change. Um, you you just as an actor have to be uh, available to, you know, on a moment's notice to go and put up your, de- you know, your weird demo or your some sort of a scene that you have to audition. Casting director don't want to see you necessarily. You know, they want to see you face to face until they see your audition. Mm-hmm. That's, that's different. That's a big one. That's happening a lot. I know that for sure. Um, so thinking about I, I, some of these things I can answer myself. You are flexible, you're present, and you're professional. But what are some other tips you would give? We have a lot of actors that listen to this show, and I'm sure they'd love to hear any advice that you might be able to. Well, a good attitude goes a long way, and mm-hmm. certainly you want to be prepared, and that's all appreciated. Um 
You know, and networking is key. I mean, I, I think relationships probably in, in not just in this business, but in any kind of business is, is the really, a, you know, gives you a leg up to the competition. So any kind of networking you can do and, and be, a, a, you know, just just do your job well and make sure that the next time you you see that person you you know their name you know where you knew them from they're probably not going to know you mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked about that actors out of sight out of mind but it's your job and responsibility to keep track of those things and and to try to uh, interact with the people who give jobs in a in a you know being respectful but somehow making sure that they know you're alive mm-hmm. you know? Which can be tricky because there's they're gatekeepers. So how do you do that without? Yeah, you know you're going to step on toes. Yeah. You know you got to do it, and not everybody mm-hmm. will respond well to that. I, I found the people that at the, at the highest levels of the business are much more receptive mm-hmm. to that than the people mm-hmm. who are maybe lower level yeah. casting people for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't feel threatened or. The need to, you know, put you in your place. The younger, you know, mm-hmm. less experienced casting people sort of have to show you I'm the boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the some of the bigger people that I've had an opportunity to interact with are not like that at all. Yeah. But that's not to say that they're <laughs> you're right. not, not going to find one or two that are that are hard nuts. That's right. That's right. Well, it's an old it's an old saying, and it's a cliche for a reason. The bigger they are, the nicer they are. It can be true. Mm-hmm. It can it can be true. Can, can be, be true. go the other way too. That's what's so frustrating. <laughs> there really is no rhyme or reason. There really isn't. And everybody's got their own little pet peeves. And you just have to be present and do the best you can. And That's all you can control. Yep. Is, you know, is your product what you've been hired to do. Um, common sense. Bring it. Yeah, use logic, common sense. Mm-hmm. Um, some people mm-hmm. don't want to interact with you on the set at all. And you just go, you, you know what, that, yeah. I just go, okay, I'm not going to push it. Some people are more than happy to sit and chat. And some people just want to stare at their BlackBerry or, you know, their iPhone when they're not shooting. And you go, okay, you know, mm-hmm. that's the way it is. I'm not going to push it because that's not going to go down well. Yeah. Right. So what's next? We have. I want to get in again about Ricky Nelson, the Ricky Nelson trivia. Yeah. Well, that's going to be again this uh, May 9th uh, here in town in Burbank at the Pickwick Entertainment Garden Center. I think that's how they call it. And uh, $12 at the door. You can get your tickets. I think the show starts at 7. And it's just going to be people doing Rick Nelson songs. I, I'm not sure if his sons, Matthew and Gunner, if uh, they're going to yeah. be there or not. They have a band called Nelson. Right. But, you know, there would be some other really great, great people playing. That's great. Hey, and uh, we are at the end of our time. But I, I, you, you've got, a, as, as you just mentioned, a great uh, uh, affection for music. I'm just curious of... so. When my three sons was hot was like a great time in music. Mm-hmm. Did you? I imagine you met some pretty cool music people in your career over the years. Well, Anything you, know, you want to mention? Um, you know, there, Rick Nelson's not bad. Rick but. Nelson was cool, <laughs> and and uh, you know, remember the Righteous Brothers? I think yeah, they did something with them. Chad, not Chad, with the band Chad and Jeremy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Jeremy Clyde actually did an episode of My Three Sons. Oh, really? Uh, and that was fun, you know. We were we were pushing for Brian Jones, but <laughs> that, that, I didn't want that. That would have been the, the, the ultimate insider joke. Had he agreed to be on my three sons, uh, that would have been great. Well, thank you so much for being here. And as I mentioned, we're at the end of our time, but you've been great. I appreciate you being so generous with your time. And Kelly, thank you as always for being here. Thank you for being here. 
as well, Jerry. Okay. So please join us again next week at Rick's Martini Bar. Cheers. Let's swing on down to Ricky's place. Where the girls are refined and the men have good taste. A subtle joke, a touch of class, poured in a tall martini glass. Let's swing them down to Ricky's down.